Hi, I'm Paul Levinson. You're listening to Light On, Light Through, and this is Episode 3. First, let me mention that we'll have something new at the end of this episode, a few clips from some podcasts by other people that I think you might find of interest. Uh, So listen for that at the end of this podcast. And the subject of this podcast, of Episode 3 of Light On, Light Through, is Wikipedia, the new online encyclopedia, which is actually not that new. It's been around for over five years. And most of you, no doubt, know far more about Wikipedia, the encyclopedia written not by experts, but, well, by everyone, than I do. Now, I had, of course, been hearing about it for a few years, but I have to confess I didn't take a really careful look until a few weeks ago when a couple of entries about me on Wikipedia popped up in a Google search. And then, in a nice coincidence, there was a really excellent piece about Wikipedia on ABC's Nightline a few weeks ago, right before the piece on cell phones as bling, in which I got to utter one good line. But back to Wikipedia. I've been a big fan of encyclopedias almost all of my life. In fact, ever since I read the Encyclopedia Galactica entries in Isaac Asimov's fabulous Foundation series, and that was back when I was just a little boy, about 9 or 10 years old, uh, in the late 1950s. And decades later, I found old Encyclopedia Britannicas to be great sources of information especially about the ancient world and about Victorian times. In fact, my 1954 Encyclopedia Britannica was my single best resource in writing The Plot to Save Socrates. The the problem with newer encyclopedia editions is that they tend to trim or delete older entries so they have room for the new information, such as the Human Genome Project. But when they do that, we lose a lot of information about, say, William Henry Appleton, who lived at the end of the 19th century uh, and is a character in, in my novel, The Plot to Save Socrates. But I'm very impressed with Wikipedia, and not just with the range of entries, but the way they are discussed and usually improved by wiki readers who can not only read the entries, but can easily edit and correct any errors. Now, the problem, obviously, is that not only can errors be made in the first place on Wikipedia, but they also can be introduced in the corrections. However, I think the solution and the great advantage of Wikipedia resides in the collection of minds that sooner or later read an entry and its corrections. And from what I've seen in perusing entries on topics I know something about, the process seems to work on Wikipedia. The more people refining an entry, the better it seems to be. Now this represents a very profound change in the way knowledge in general, and encyclopedias in particular, have been presented to us, to the general public. Up until Wikipedia, a small group of experts decided what went into encyclopedias. Now, I know about this because I've served in this role for various encyclopedias myself. And these entries were very carefully scrutinized by editors. But once they passed through the gate, who could remove them from the encyclopedic grounds? Who could correct or refine them? The answer was, 
and still is for those encyclopedias, no one other than the same group of experts and editors the next time around assuming that there was a new edition. Newspapers and radio and television news and documentary shows work pretty much the same way, with the exception of letters to the editor and the equivalent on radio and television, call-ins from the listeners and viewers on some shows, everything the public gets in our mass media is filtered through editors and producers. They're the gatekeepers of media. Blogs, of course, have offered an open gate alternative to news media on the web, and podcasts are doing the same thing, and Wikipedia is now doing the same for the venerable encyclopedia. It operates not primarily on money, not on the selection of experts with demonstrable knowledge, but on the collective brain power of our species. It might fail in the end if not enough people join the process, but I think it'll succeed. So get over there. That's en.wikipedia, W-I-K-I-P-E-D-I-A dot org, and put in your two cents or more. Chances are you know more about at least one entry than is currently posted there right now. I'll have another podcast on my further adventures in Wikipedia land in the next few weeks, so uh, keep an ear out for that. But right now, I want to introduce you to a very savvy podcast that I came across just a few days ago. It's called MikeThinks.com. Take a listen. Check out the Mike Thinks podcast, www.MikeThinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks Podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com And in Mike's current podcast, he has a fascinating discussion about the fate of punctuation in an age of IMing and texting. Now, here's a podcast about a TV show that may even be better than Star Trek. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? If you are, you need to check out the Combat Information Center. It's available at www.alanlight.com slash galactica. That's www.alanlight dot com slash galactica. It's your one-stop source for all things Galactica. Do you enjoy science fiction and fantasy literature? Yeah. Are you interested in trends within the publishing industry? Sure. Then you need to check out the Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing podcast. Really? That's right. Early episodes feature interviews with Ray Bradbury, Paul Levinson, R.A. Salvador, and more. That's awesome! Don't take my word for it. Go to www.adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.blogspot.com and subscribe today. Or look it up in iTunes. Prepare for the adventure. And do check out that podcast by Sean Farrell, a bright new light in the science fiction scene. Now, depending upon your feed, stay tuned for a few clips from a few additional podcasts that I think you might find especially interesting. Enjoy. Punk 
coming to you every other week from Punk Horror Press, featuring The Punk and the Pastor, a movie review show featuring David Giannis and Stacey Campbell, and author Red Fiction, featuring the best in horror and punk fiction. Don't miss it. Subscribe now at www.punkhorror.com.